We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. God bless you. Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories. I'm your guest host, Johnny T. And today my guest is Mrs. Rawls. Mrs. Rawls is a born-again believer that teaches about spiritual warfare, demonic deliverance for women, interprets dreams, and also explains Bible prophecy to help the church stay in the perfect will of God in these times. How are you today, Mrs. Rawls? Doing good, thankfully. (laughs) Yeah, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's awesome to have you here. Those kind of mandates, God just doesn't lay those upon people liberally. Tell me about your journey to faith. What brought you to this point in your life that God has given you that call? I got saved in 2008 and came to know the Lord, but I had just sort of a really worldly plan for my life that wasn't concerned with anything, you know, having to do with the gospel. But what happened was I had my first marriage and I walked blindly headfirst <laughs> into domestic violence. And it was a nightmare, about a two-year nightmare. And what happened was through that process, I got to know the Lord in a very deep and powerful way and started to also learn too about spiritual warfare. And the Lord's hand was guiding me in order to get through that situation and finally to get delivered to where once I got out of that situation, (laughs) my perspective on what I wanted to do with my life and what mattered to me got completely flipped upside down and set right. (laughs) I wasn't really concerned anymore with my own plans and my own will and my own dreams and my own ambitions anymore. I just kind of fell head over heels in love with the Lord and said, you know what? I want to serve him. I didn't know fully what that meant. It took some time for him to reveal that to me, but that's what matters to me is him. That's about it. Because <laughs> I just, I got to know his personality through that and his character. Whereas when I first got saved, I was just very lost as in a place of sin. And he was cleaning me up and getting me together, but uh, I didn't really know him. He was kind of like the Lord up high in the sky sort of a thing. And I was just kind of in the world. But when I went through that process, I saw him as the Bible describes him as a very powerful, very powerful God. 
<laughs> Almighty, all powerful and personal and involved in every aspect of my life, which was absolutely necessary because I was dependent upon him. It was a really bad situation. So, and then when I got out, you know, I started to see the spirit move and how we have the ability to completely transform a person's situation. And like I had mentioned, I learned about spiritual warfare and just started to understand how he worked, how things the spirit worked. And then after that, it was just a matter of him guiding me, but I wanted to work with women to help them. So you talked about, you know, giving your heart to the Lord and, and uh, you know, that's a starting point for everybody, right? When we make that decision to follow Jesus. Can you tell me, like, what did God reveal to you personally that transformed you from like the status quo Christian to somebody that just really began to understand his character and who he was, as you mentioned earlier? What was it that specifically like kind of took the scales off your eyes and opened your heart to that reality of God on that um, level? To be honest, what opened my eyes to his character was that you need him. You can't just kind of wing it, you know what I mean? And live your life just kind of doing whatever you want. There's consequences. And I found that out the hard way because that's what I was doing. I got saved and I was kind of trying to get together, but my life was full of sin. And I just kind of walked blindly into a relationship to where I was like, well, you can do whatever you want and everything will be okay all the time. It's a lie. It's not true. <laughs> I walked in and I found out, oh, okay, I've got a lot of enemies in this world. Not speaking of my former husband, because he was lost and he'd get saved, but he was a vessel, you know, for a, a lot of pain, you know what I mean? In a very dangerous situation to where I realized that I couldn't just do whatever I wanted and still be okay. Like he's God. It's not a suggestion. He's God. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to yeah. submit onto his authority. You have to obey him. You have to walk in his word. You need to have that covering and then you're safe and you're okay. You still have problems and tribulation like the Bible talks about. But in terms of being out and living a life of sin and just thinking everything will be fine, I found out that that's not true. He's a shepherd. <laughs> so, and there's wolves. <laughs> there's real yeah. wolves out there. And you can't just sort of, you know, walk around, you know, doing your own thing away from the flock and away from your shepherd. You need to stay with them. It's a dangerous, dangerous place. You know, that's really what opened my eyes and put the fear of God in me because it was like, I realized, you know, this place is not our home. You know what I mean? As the scripture says, we're waiting to go home. But I just saw that like, you have to just like scripture says, you know, be guarded and be vigilant and be sober because, you know, certain choices that you make will have a lifelong impact. Like, for example, if you don't mind, if I share this, my situation was, um, I just, I love him so much. He's a good God <laughs> because in domestic violence, depending on the severity of the situation, you can have murder speaking honestly. So you can either have the woman be killed. Okay. From the violence, or she can snap and kill the husband because <laughs> she goes right. crazy. And I remember one night and a lot of times people don't understand what goes on, but there's so much mental abuse and captivity. Like in my situation, I wasn't really permitted to leave my apartment for about two years. And there's a lot of infidelity going on and stuff like that. And you can lose grip on reality. You know what I mean? When you're in such a severe situation. I remember one night after being abused and then my former husband out and cheated on me. And I was like, I am just really fed up. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I remember, I mean, to speak honestly, I kind of snapped and I took it out on a chair 
<laughs> and I, you know, uh, I attacked a chair because I just felt so angry inside and I was trying to get that out. And I heard the Holy Spirit speak very clearly. He, he let me know. He said, what you do matters. And if you go and you fight back and you do something to him, you can end up in jail. Mm. Don't be deceived. You will feel better for a moment, but you will be stuck with the consequences of those actions permanently, you know? And he just spoke so clearly and got a hold on me to where it was like, you know what? That's true. I don't want that. Because it made me feel better, you know what I mean? To fight back, you know? And he was like, you know what? Let me guide you out of the situation. You know, let me walk you through this process. Because the other thing too is it's just so dangerous. Whenever a woman ends up leaving that type of a situation, you know, there's tons of statistics that, you know, you can end up dying. And my case was actually a lot stark because he had already threatened to kill me and I had been choked and things like that. So, you know, it's just, he's such a blessing because in that type of situation, a lot of times, you know, people, when they're trying to help a woman who's in that type of situation, they will feel like, well, why doesn't she just leave? You know, it's so obvious, you know, it's so dangerous. Or like my mom, I was talking talking to her about what was going on. I finally opened up. I didn't tell anybody for a long time, but when the Holy Spirit let me know that I needed to leave the situation, that it was very dangerous. And I did, I did start opening up and talking with her. And I mentioned about how he had been choked and lifted up off the ground with my neck to where my feet were like dangling, you know? And she was like, you know, that is an extremely dangerous situation. You know what I mean? Trying to talk, you know, sense into me. And my mind was just so detached. I was used to stuff like that. I was like, really? You know what I mean? It was like you get sort of, I guess you could say inoculated or desensitized to that sort of stuff over time when it continues to happen. I don't want to say it was like a good situation because it's not good. It's a bad situation, you know, but I don't know. It's when you go through stuff like that, that you just really get to know him. You know what I mean? On a very deep and powerful way. And just that he was guiding me through the situation. True enough. And I think that you hit on a key point there where, you know, we're surrounded by a world that wants to desensitize us on a whole bunch of different levels, not only in our Christian faith, but in the world itself of what is acceptable. And I think it's really important that people who are listening understand that they need God to help them take the scales off their eyes to show them what really is the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's that's really where I started to see him and just where he really started to protect me. It's so funny because when people are trying to help a woman like this, when she's in that type of situation, they get really irritated and frustrated and they don't understand, you know, kind of what goes on with them because they end up going back and forth. But there's so many like components to it to where it's like you need the Holy Spirit, (laughs) you know, and if anybody who's listening is in this type of situation or knows someone, honestly, the only way to set them free, because you can go back and forth over and over again. And a woman in that type of situation, because of the mental abuse, will walk right back into it. And I remember the night that I actually left where I sat there as in a hotel room because it was weird. (laughs) I sat there. I was finally safe and things were going good. And I was sitting in the hotel room thinking I miss being curled up in the corner and yelled at, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, Lord, what is wrong with me? You know what I mean? I'm like, that's a weird thing to want. And he explained to me, he said, unless you let me change your heart, you're going to go right back. I can deliver you out of the situation, but unless you let me get a hold of your heart and start really cleansing deep inside and confessing and letting me have everything that's in there, you're going to go right back to it. Because I grew up around that also too, uh, domestic violence when I was growing up. So there was a comfort. I was used to it. 
And he just guided me through the whole thing. I mean, that's really one of the main things I would like any lady that's listening to is you need the Lord because those situations are so dangerous, especially when there's kids involved. And he's just really is. He's there. You know, you read your Bible as much as you can because you have to sometimes, depending on the situation, you have to hide it and stuff like that. Because sometimes depending on what the situation is, they may not let you have a Bible and stuff like that. But you read it if you need to secretly as much as you can. And you talk to him. If I can just say this, you have to put your trust in him because there were just so many times where I was being told by sort of the world one thing. And he said, don't do that. That's not safe because it's sometimes when you go, especially with shelters and stuff like that, they have a one size fits all approach to things like, okay, you know, step number one, get a restraining order. You know what I mean? And I remember because I was attending classes at a shelter, trying to kind of just get myself together and figure out what I was going to do. And he said, don't get a restraining order. (laughs) Now, obviously, that's something that most people go, what? Why would you not do that? He said, just put your trust in me. Because he said, you get a restraining order, they're going to serve him with it because he was in the military. So they were able to get it to him. And right now he's leaving you alone, you know, because he ended up basically getting caught up in other women and saying, I don't want you anymore, which sounded really horrible. But it was a good thing because in those situations, it's very dangerous when a woman stands up and says, I'm leaving. You can't do that. They get angry. (laughs) So he said to me, the Holy Spirit was guiding me and he was saying, just humble yourself and just listen. And he said, and I'm going to change his heart. I'm going to get him to basically not want you anymore, which was very good. Because a lot of women, they feel like, what, you're beating me. and Now you're cheating on me. And then you're going to dump me. And they can't see that the Lord is providing a safe escape for them. Because if Mm -hmm. the man decides, I don't want you anymore, then he doesn't get offended. His pride and the control is not threatened. And he'll let you go if he decides that he doesn't want you. And I said, okay, that's fine. Dump me. Sounds good to me. And I left very quietly and, you know, realizing that that was the Holy Spirit providing a safe escape for me because the most dangerous, the whole situation is dangerous, but statistically, the most dangerous time is when a woman leaves. That's when most of the violence happens at the worst level. And what he said to me when I was in those classes is he said, don't get a restraining order. He said, that's like waving a red flag in front of a bull. Because he's content with his life of, you know, whatever he's doing. He's leaving you alone. Let me shepherd you into a different area where you're Mm -hmm. safe. You know what I mean? And just let it be, you know? And I listened and it was true because he did eventually change his mind and come back and start stalking the area where I was. But by that time, I was long gone and I was already remarried and everything was fine. You know what I mean? And I could see how that situation would have changed because it would have brought and I knew it was correct because I knew that you don't do that. You kind of when you're dealing in those situations, I guess each situation is different, but when you have an abuser, you don't tell them anything. (laughs) You don't say anything to them. You don't tell them anything. And you definitely don't tell them you can't come and see me. You don't do that. So I'm not saying don't get a restraining order or anything like that to who's listening, but I'm just saying you have to be really safe because I've heard of tons of women, I hate to say it, dying with a restraining order. You have to get a hold of the phone. (laughs) It's kind of practical. It's not that spiritual, but it's the truth. And you're dealing with a man. You have to get a hold of the phone. You got to be able to complete your 911 phone call. And that sometimes doesn't happen. They can get that phone away from you. But the Holy Spirit is greater and stronger and more powerful. And he knows how to hide you and tuck you away where you're out of sight and out of of mind and you're safe. (laughs) 
God says that his ways aren't our ways. And I think that that's really important that as we grow in God, we need to understand that his ways are different in a lot of cases. But as you've said, being in tune, you know, I talk a lot with people about tuning the frequency of our ears to God's radio station. And it's important that through daily devotions and and seeking him, and as you said, laying down our life, when he shows us things to lay down along that path of growth, that that helps us to tune into that frequency better. And yet sometimes though that first step, like Peter stepping out of the boat into the water can be terrifying, you know, but we have to have faith to believe that God's ways are greater than ours. And we, we can step confidently along the path that he's leading us on. So tell me a little more about how you went from there into this ministry of dream interpretation and also prophecy to the church, because we live in dark days. There's no question about that. And they get darker as the day goes on. And I understand that you've got a message for the church. And when I say the church, I mean the, the body of Christ, the believers, those who know who knew Jesus, to get ready for the days that are ahead. So, so tell me how you transitioned from that darker place in your life. God shepherded, as you said, through that. Okay. Because it pretty much, in all honesty, was life and death. (laughs) To be honest with you, I just saw like, I didn't know what was going to happen. But for example, like I mentioned, he said, I'm going to deliver you out of this situation. Your deliverance is going to come directly from him. And shortly thereafter, he comes in and says, I want you out. (laughs) You know, (laughs) again, I was really having a hard time. because That was the place where I was staying once I did leave. I was so afraid to even go outside for a walk because he was in a different state at the time. But he knew where I was. And I was like, is he going to show up? And he said, you just keep going. You're not going to see his face again. I said, okay. And I kept going. Sure enough, I didn't see his face. And then leaving, even still, he he let me know with comfort that he was going to be with me and that he was going to take care of everything. And he did. I didn't have any money when I left and he provided. So it really was a matter of seeing, like as scripture says, prophecy is a, is a light onto our path in the book of Peter. It really was a matter of I was lost and confused and dumbfounded by the whole situation. I didn't know what to do. You have people trying to help you, but you're like, I don't know if I can trust that. And if they're wrong, I'm the one that's going to end up in a bad situation. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so I just really was in a place of seeing how important it was to hear him day by day govern me out of that situation. And he talked and he's there just like scripture says, you know, in the book of Isaiah, you know, he says, this is the way um, walking in it, you know, where he'll let you know. And it ended up just like he said, everything he said came to pass. And then that just kind of transitioned into a gifting of the spirit to where I was able to then use that to minister onto other ladies as well, you know. And if I can just say one thing, if that's okay, because you mentioned about leaving just in case there's any sister that's or lady that's listening. One of the things that I struggled with was leaving because what happens is in those situations and prayerfully is helpful if anybody who knows someone in that situation is listening, your mind gets so beaten down. You're told everything you do is wrong and that like you're stupid. Okay. So you're cooking dinner and it was wrong. You did this and, and you listen to that for long enough. You feel completely incompetent because a lot of times people will get frustrated with women in those situations because they're so helpless and they can't seem to do anything for themselves. Mm-hmm. But when you understand that their mind has been constantly beaten down over and over and over and over and over again, 
that kind of makes it difficult to lead even when they're ready. And if any ladies listening, you know, that's why you really need to cleave to the Lord because basic things like going to an airport, you know what I mean? And getting my suitcase, it just was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to, I got, I just felt confused all the time. It laughed and ended once I was out of that situation where it provided healing, but directly after that's where I was. And the Holy Spirit just let me know, I'm going to be with you. And it was amazing. I mean, I've got the most helpful people at the airport, you know, and it was like, and people would be showing up and helping me carry my stuff. And I didn't even ask for help. And just the whole journey and the, and, and, you know, cause I felt disoriented when I left, you know, it was just like, I could see his hand there guiding me saying, I know that you feel overwhelmed and he would just help me. Like people would just show up and just start helping without me even asking, you know? And so I just, again, you know, any lady that's because you can feel like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with this? Again, financially, he provided, he took care of everything. You just kind of have to walk by faith and just cleave to that Bible and read it from cover to cover. You don't read again because he'll really talk to you and he will take care because it can be very overwhelming if the Lord is pulling a, a lady out of that situation where she feels like she can't do anything. And the Lord is there. He will help you. <laughs> he really will. And you'll see his hand moving. So. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I know that you do have a message for believers, and I know that you have a message, as you said, for women in particular and other believers that don't know the Lord. How would you encapsulate that into, let's say, a minute or so? What, what's the one thing that you would want to leave our audience with about God that would change their perception or give them hope about God in their situation, God in their life, whatever that might be? What's the one thing that you would tell them? I would say just that we have difficult times coming, really difficult times coming. If you're with him and you're under his covering and you let him be your God and you let him govern you from day to day, you're going to be okay. If you don't, then there's going to be consequences for that. So I would just say anybody who's listening, I would like to warn them to just really begin to turn their life towards the Lord, cleave to him so they can be safe and covered and protected and guided in the difficult times that we have ahead. That's very important and key message during these times for sure. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been a pleasure talking with you and getting a better understanding of how God can break through in any situation and bring hope to people's lives. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. It was wonderful. <laughs> God bless. Okay. God bless. <laughs> in a past life but could it be i don't believe in all them past lives but lyrically since i'm only in my 30s sometimes i go beyond just so you know i put that work in been living way beyond my day since i was just a youngin but i done come so far to move me way beyond the thuggin and now i'm thinking of the legacy
legacy that I would leave Just to make up for lost time, I need a century I got a lot of inspiration still inside of me A lot of gifts that I desire for the world to see And so I step up to the mic and I begin to breathe Hoping that these words connect and lead you to the sea That's the place of living waters that I call my source And I'll be moving toward my purpose with a holy force Now I got the ghost inside of me, he's manifesting And all the facets of my life begin to reach my best when I'm surrendered to the most high king It's an offering of praise that these songs now bring I could be wallowing in pity for the things I lost Instead I'm nailing all my pains up to my savior's cross Brushing off the ashes, learning how to pivot It's kinda strange, such a change from how I'm normally living But I done seen all the benefits this life possesses With ample grace to cover over all the worst of messes And now it's getting easier to just admit my failure Because I know it's not in me, but in the Lord my Savior And now I'm taking time to meditate and offer prayer Because I know without His grace that I would never make it so now in light of every waking moment I'm only living for his glory So I've gotta own it And take the opportunities I see in front of me And give him everything I got that he pulls into me This is the reason he redeemed the few To carry on the legacy of what's in front of you A rich reward in the preparation of the servant He filled us with his healing hands to go and heal the hurting I know this path will cause you many pains But incomparable to what we will one day attain Lavish reception at the gate of his eternal kingdom You'll hear the words well done with all the angels singing I know it feels sometimes Like this world and all its grief Would make you lose your mind Things are hardly what it seems And if you choose to I hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.